This episode is brought to you by COVID. Shout out to the coronavirus for never giving up. I hope everyone learns a lesson in perseverance this COVID season. All right. Welcome to This Bullshit Right Here, a podcast where I watch movies my friends like, but think I won't. I'm Tyler, your host, and with me tonight is Ron, your host. Hello, Ron. Hey, Tyler. How are you today? I'm I'm doing swell. Um, I'm out here. I've been energized by uh, the, the goings-on in the world, and, you know, like, like the coronavirus, I shall never give up. Absolutely. They'll never put me away. I'd like to see that type of corona attitude. <laughs> All right. Uh, what do we have today? Oh, yeah. Today we have the long-awaited, <laughs> uh, much-anticipated, masterfully curated Anomalisa episode. We finally actually got to Anomalisa after teasing it for, I'm sure, uh, the last five or six years. It's been even longer in real life. Absolutely. So, Anomalisa. Uh, what is Anomalisa, Ron? Um, so, uh, from IMDb, it is a movie directed by Charlie Coffin and Duke Johnson. Uh, it's, it's stop motion, so Duke Johnson is the stop motion guy. Charlie Kaufman is the other director. And written by Charlie Kaufman. It is synopsized. That's a word. Like this, a man crippled by the mundanity of his life experiences something out of the ordinary. Technically correct is the best correct, I like to say. Um, I think everything that was in that synopsis does in fact happen in the movie, uh, while also giving away <laughs> absolutely nothing of the movie. I, I so think again I, that if it decided to be, if it decided to be more descriptive, it would just then start telling you what the movie is, as opposed absolutely. to absolutely. Yeah, it's not not a knock on that. Uh, I think that is about the best you can get. Which I'm starting to enjoy a movie where you can only give the Vegas synopsis without starting to ruin the movie. Like just the most generic. Uh, it keeps the surprise very fresh. So I don't have an airplane story for this one. Um, I regretted watching this not in public because of the copious amounts of full frontal marionette nudity. <laughs> That's definitely a I've missed met, opportunity. I, I have a lot of regrets for not watching this on an airplane. So I'm sorry, everybody. Uh, next time there's full frontal marionette nudity, I will definitely be on a plane on an aisle seat, uh, watching it on the biggest screen that I can put into carry on. So sorry. Uh, yeah. So Anomalisa where, um, stop motion, not really claymation under most circumstances, if any, but essentially stop motion marionette styled like dolls with sets and, I was trying to figure out what was going on when I start jumped into this film. Like I saw the trailer and I was like, okay. Uh you know, stop motion marionettes. I I'll watch this. Um <clears throat> I had seen, of course, uh Oh, Team America. Is that the name of it? Uh, World Team America, World Police. Uh it, ah, that thank is you. Puppets. 
Yeah, and that so that was puppets. It's like this one's like I haven't seen a stop motion, and I'm only going to say marionettes because it was dolls. But I have not seen stop motion dolls. It's like okay, definitely, definitely give this a try. Let's see what happens. Also, it looks like it might crush me. And uh, I get into it, and I was like, what is going on with all the voice acting? It took me a shockingly large amount of time before I got that uh, that conceit. Yeah, it took a real long time. I was like, oh, did they just did they spend all their money on stop motion? Because I hear it's both extremely um, inefficient and also uh, it's sorry, it is extremely inefficient in both time and money to do stop motion. So I was like, did they just blow their entire uh, art film budget on stop motion so they could only afford two voice actors I was like oh, okay you know that's a thing i guess but i was like what is going on why am i so weirded out I was like oh he's i'm i'm seeing this right like this guy's child is a child being spoken with a voice of a grown ass man tom noonan uh as well as oh everybody Everybody else is also uh, the was it the minor villain from Last Action Hero. I could not place him. I also didn't care enough to look him up. All I could remember was like, ah, oh. David Thewlis, you know the the bad bad guy from uh, Wonder Woman, and nothing else. Ah, okay. So uh, this is a uh, show of villains, except for I don't know. Um, it does Jennifer Jason Lee play a villain in anything uh she was was she a villain in hateful eight yeah i'm gonna say she was a villain in hateful eight but she wasn't the villain of the hateful eight okay so so we have the villain of wonder woman the villain of, or sorry a villain or i guess the villain of wonder woman a villain of hateful eight and the villain of robocop 2 <laughs> there we go so this is a movie of villains um yeah and you know how you told me to watch the most pretentious film that you've ever known of and it was i'm thinking of ending things uh, that is how i described it to you um right yeah I, I figured it was probably a lie however i <laughs> i watched it anyway um i think this one might have the most pretentious joke that I got after the fact because I had to read it uh, in this. And it was, it was like a joke based off the conceit of it. Um, So now that we've got spoilers out of the spoiler alerts out of the way, uh, the spoiler alert, the name of the hotel being the name of the syndrome where you think everybody in the world's being played by the same person. Oh no, I missed that. Uh, I had to find that fact on because I love the trivia side of things. Yeah, that was the name of the hotel. I'm like, wow, that is the. That's an inside joke for the PhDs in the audience. Okay, got. Uh, sorry, PhDs in or MDs, MDs in psychology. PhMDs in uh, psychiatry, psychology, and behavioral uh, specializations. That's a, it's a big ask for a general audience. Oh yeah, real real big ask to know that that thing exists and 
that actually made the movie all the more special uh, with it. So I guess, uh, yeah. So, I mean, that's all of our uh, side tangents and, you know, kind of how the movie goes. This author, famous author for customer service, which hit home, uh, hit close to home, uh, being in customer service for significant chunk of my uh, career life was... Was it just goes to a uh, convention and finds somebody special to have an affair with, and uh, is about re- you know attempts to drop a tactical nuclear warhead on his home life mm-hmm. uh, in order to pursue it. That's about the that's about the gist of uh, what the character the main character is supposed to be doing, right? Yes, uh, I, I would. I would say that the. <laughs> I'd say that that requires a, a further critique, but we're not a we're not a movie critique podcast. So, uh, catch us out in the street if you want to get like the my my doctorate take on the film. There we go. Or bullshit after dark uh, yeah. when we start that podcast. Bullshit after dark will be the uh, true movie critique. But um, everybody has the same face, and everybody is voiced by Tom Noonan. Uh, and I loved I loved seeing this uh, on IMDb. The cast, all of three people, <laughs> and the crew significantly more than the cast. But I liked seeing the list of the cast of three people. Uh, but everybody has the same face except for the person that he wants to sleep with, um, and spend his the rest of his life together because she's unique. Uh, being the only one without the same face and voice uh, of everybody else, and I thought that was clever as all get out i i did too it was, it was not a thing that i i, I imagined that was happening because as i was prepared for a charlie kaufman movie there's certain things that i take for granted of, of what i'm about to see and that is is the main character trash or is it the idea that he thinks that he's trash and therefore you know that's what the whole lens runs through and what does that mean when it comes to interacting with others? And, you know, who gets to be grotesque and who gets to be mundane? And uh, so as the movie was going, like, so where is this going? And it's not until Jennifer Jason Leigh pops up that, the, ah, and and weirdly, that's when the, like, when the movie comes together is also when it also starts to fall apart. Not a, not, not an enjoyment sense, but like as the, the plot starts to, um, head towards like an unraveling towards like a, a a climax or a resolution point right the uh the main character going through it's like oh this is where the plane crashes exactly it, it's it's now on fire and it's heading towards the ground yeah um so i'll go with i'll go with a thing i liked about this I, I mean honestly there's a lot of things i liked about this but i was particularly tickled by the conceit um I got like one once it was once I figured it out, uh, my enjoyment level rose like you know slap the knee say ha out loud, and uh, retroactively enjoy the rest of the movie even more. Um, so I enjoyed the extremely surreal nature of what was supposed to happen in the film, and uh, and how that all uh, tied together for it i I did enjoy that 
what I didn't enjoy, which was kind of harder to, so many pieces of that movie need to be in that movie to, to work. It's hard mm-hmm. to say like, ah, oh, I didn't like this. Maybe it should, could have not been in there. I was like, I don't think I could say that about very much of the film, but I would say the, a little bit of the humor that was like peppered in didn't seem to fit. That's the like one thing I pick out, and it was the uh, comically large um, basement office with the golf cart <laughs> to go see the hotel manager. Uh, yeah, in a movie that where things are bizarre, I felt that that was like joyously bizarre for for a it, for just a quick second. It turned into a Wes Anderson film. <laughs> yes, that's true. It was just. That was the only, it felt to me like that was about the only style because I didn't think that the, you know, even though it's everybody has the same face, everybody has the same voice except for this one person. uh, I didn't feel that type of, I felt like it was a different type of bizarre and I didn't see other bizarre like that in the film. It's like, what is going on here? So that's a tiny nitpick because I was laughing at that. I was just, why is this in here? Like the, it's like oh I I just went into a different movie for about five to forty five minutes I'm not sure how long and then and then left it um, and I'll jokingly say I did not appreciate the full frontal uh, nudity on the marionettes and the extremely awkward sex but that's not true uh, it's disingenuous I just wish I could have inflicted upon other people in public ah uh, this is this is uh, actually a movie that you wanted to watch with others. Yeah, yeah. the The more strangers around me, the better. Uh, in order to <laughs> watch my, this movie out of the corner of their eye. Hey, uh, what's that you got there, James and the Giant Peach? The, yeah, the corpse check this out. Yeah, no, come on, yeah, check it out. It's <laughs> surprise. I actually did find that. That was actually one of the. This, I find this movie strangely heartwarming. Uh, that the, that the imperfections are so highlighted in in a way that, like, oh yeah, it is like that sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Which is why I couldn't, you know, in good conscience, actually critique that. Uh, I will say, boy, the social awkwardness was at an eleven, and it made certain situations extremely difficult to watch. Mm. Uh. Him having a meltdown on stage in the middle of public speaking. It's like, ah, yes, I've had this nightmare. Thank you. Oh, I'm still watching this nightmare. <laughs> oh, no. It's all nightmare all the way down. Yeah, so those things I uh, liked, things I didn't like. How about you, Ron? This was your uh, this was your first time watching it as well, right? Uh, yes, I, like, I've had this on my, my list for a long time. I, that, the trailer for this movie, I feel, is just it's captivating. I, I want to know what's happening. Uh, in between there, I've read and watched some more other Charlie Kaufman things, and it just made me want to watch this this even more. I will say, you kind of have to be in a, a proper headspace, because we did try to watch this earlier together. And this mood, the mood of this movie is, as fun as it is in certain places, and as clever as it is uh, here and there, Like it, I mean, it is... I'd say this movie is intellectually stimulating. The mood is also very oppressive. 
And if you're not in a mood to watch Anomalisa, uh, nothing about this movie is going to feel right. So I, I, as we started it, we got about five minutes in. And I said, Tyler, we have to stop this. And uh, eventually I will, I will watch this whenever I was in the mood. And thankfully, I was in the mood. Uh, and so here is this podcast. Uh, but like, other than that, I, I like to give you a movie that is like extremely low concept because it's the, the high for like high concept movies is like, oh, it's basically, uh, die hard on a space prison. It's like, oh, okay. Got it. You know, like how, how bad or good could it actually be? But whenever a movie that has the, you know, the tagline of a man crippled by the mundanity of his life experiences something out of the ordinary. What even is that? What could it be? The possibilities are pretty endless. And all I like, all I hope to do is give you something where like, a mo- uh, well, you know, this whole, whole thing is like, I, I say that, uh, give you movies you hope you don't like, but <laughs> that if you do like it, it's because the, the movie landed the plane, so to speak, that it's right. maybe not necessarily a happy ending or it's like a, a, a joyous bow tied on, on this, you know, a, a gift of an ending as opposed to like, yeah, we got there and we applaud because we landed and uh, the, all that turbulence that we experienced, we can put that in the pad. Like, wasn't that so cool? <laughs> wasn't that so interesting? As opposed to, um, you know, the, the hero kisses the heroine and rides off into the sunset. Right. Right. Um, I have a, my guess at the time, and I feel like it's going to be wrong, but my guess at the time for you picking this, aside from the fact that it was Charlie Kaufman and uh, we had discussed my journey through I'm Thinking of Ending Things, uh, it was the stop motion. Like, slice of life, stop, it was like slice of life drama, but the whole thing was a beautifully shot trailer uh, for stop motion. So I thought that's why you picked it. It's like, Oh yeah, here's a here's a marionette movie. You know what? You're not wrong. Hey, <laughs> okay. So, I, I did I did cheat by saying aside from the fact that it was Charlie Kaufman, because <laughs> that was after the fact. There is a lot of stop motion or marionette or puppet type things that I would love to hand on my friends. Uh, this is this was simply an opportunity, an excuse to be able to give at least one person one movie. So, Tyler, Anomalisa, this movie right here, is it bullshit? Anomalisa is not bullshit. Uh, I would actually inflict this upon as many people as I could get my hands on who would sit down and watch it. Um, I really enjoyed it. I've not had any luck on getting other people to watch it uh, yet, but... I think it is something special. Uh, and I think the the conceit of the film, the way it was done, is uh, something special to watch. And it, it took a while, little while, you know, put, putting, putting in all the pieces. But it almost felt like, here's the, here's the puzzle, but you're not realizing you're being handed puzzle pieces until, you know, you get in further. Because like, huh, that's strange. And it's like, oh, no, that was a puzzle piece. And then it all comes together and it's like, Oh, now I'm really sad, but that was amazing and beautiful. So yeah, not bullshit at all. So uh, you failed slash succeeded. 
<laughs> yeah, I'll put this in the win column for me. Okay. And I'm I'm sorry I couldn't make it an overwhelming win for you with the uh, public uh, puppet nudity, but maybe next time. Yeah, we're, we will definitely discuss that at a later date. <laughs> all right. Any parting thoughts? None at all. All right. Well, I will bid you all a good night. Thank you for listening. Good night, Ron. Good night. <laughs>